Dylan! You son of a... All right, and we're back. Week 40 after being week uh, five and six, the Brothers in Arms podcast. Here we are. A lot older, a lot wiser. Back in business. And uh, back in business. Put that close sign, put it back to open, Get you know, push the door open. You hear the bell ring. Customers are here. <laughs> welcome back customers welcome back people welcome back customers you know two for one deal you know 10% off we got the best prices under low prices lowest prices of all time same business under new management same business under new management so what's going on man it's been a while since we've done one of these um, but things are things are good things are um different i mean we have a lot to talk about we have like 10 months of of life to cover a lot to talk about with the last last time we did this was in october of last year wow um you were pretty strict into a into a program yeah. um oh, big time bodybuilding program big, big boy big time bb program things have changed since very october. strict very disciplined that yeah. part hasn't changed um, that hasn't changed you know, at all. I mean, we could talk about a lot of stuff I was looking at because I've been keeping track of everything basically since I think when I started doing weekly check-ins was like two weeks before our last podcast in October. So I have like 10 months of daily data with seven day averages, monthly averages of everything over the last 10 months. So I think I was listening back to our week six um, conversation and Mm. I was talking about a lot of stuff that I was planning on doing and what it was going to look like, what I was going to aim for. And we took a long break from the podcast, but like I did everything that I'm like 10 months into everything that we talked about in our last episode. So if anyone's listening and you go listen to our last episode, our week six. What we're going to talk about today is the product of 10 months of dedication towards what we talked about in week six. And Mm -hmm. a lot has changed. A lot has stayed the same. The dedication and the motivation and the discipline and the tracking and the meticulous nature of what I'm doing, that hasn't changed. But as far as my training and my actual nutrition and um, future plans and whatnot have all gotten more real. So there's definitely a lot to a lot to cover. And I was looking back at what I was doing in October of last year compared to now, and especially on the nutrition side, it's crazy. So we can get into into how that's changed and and all that. But first, I want to hear about how how you're doing and how you're last 10 months have been yeah so i mean in october um i was getting ready to go to spend four months in vermont 
Um, I had my axes ready, um, excited to bring those axes up. Did a lot of chopping of wood. Um, there were a lot of trees down. Um, just, you know, splitting up firewood, heating the house with the firewood, just roughing it in the woods, hitting the mountain, basically doing like an all day, you know, leg workout, <laughs> just snowboarding for, you know, six hours a day, um, working during the week and then just hitting it hard on, on the weekends. Um, I think, I honestly don't even remember what I was doing at the time in terms of working out. Um, I think I was running or I was trying to, I, I was running for a while, but I stopped doing that um, because it was doing a little more harm than good, I would say. Um, and so, so yeah, I was, you know, the, the, in the, I was getting pre prepared for, for the winter. Um, and I also started to get into Peloton um, using the Peloton app and, um, and, and using that kind of religiously. Um, I think we've talked about, I've told you about that, but after the, after the, after the winter, um, session at, in Vermont, um, I came back home and, um, basically was getting into a, a, a strict like 8am yoga sessions for 30 minutes, um, followed by, you know, 12 o'clock, um, either 30 minute or hour long, um, workout. And then sometimes even doing like a 5 PM workout. Um, and those, those 12 P those like, uh, lunchtime and, and 5 PM workouts were mainly strength workouts with a lot of variety, like full body, chest, um, shoulders, core. Um, so pretty versatile throughout the day in terms of of what the workouts would be, but very strict in terms of what times of day they would be. And also on top of that, I tried, decided to experiment with, with creatine and um, for about two weeks. And then I, on, on top of that, I added protein after um, just to see if there would be any change. So, so that's pretty much been, been what's been going on too. On top of that, I've been trying to um, cut my own hair for the last six months, which has been amazing. Um, I, I've basically been able to perfect a clean fade on my own head, but it takes about two hours. But it's that's just what it takes. You know, it takes meticulous um, uh, process and just um, attention to detail. And so that's basically what's been going on. And then just rinse and repeat, you know, just it's, you know, the eight, eight o'clock, 12 o'clock, five o'clock, um, creatine, protein, trying to eat as best as possible, um, but also trying to live life and, and have some type of social life and not just eat um, like a strict no ice cream, no beers diet. And that's basically it. This is rinse and repeat and just trying to see where that gets me for a while. Um, I've, I've, I've honestly noticed a change in my body, which is, which has been great. I'm just like in terms of like filling out a little bit. Um, so yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been exciting for the past, you know, 10, uh, 40 weeks <laughs> and since October. So, um, so yeah, that's basically what's, what's been going Getting on real comfortable. and then trying to rehandle, yeah, trying, trying to rehandle another, another act, uh, another ax head right now, um, which has been Again, it's kind of like cutting hair. It's very meticulous and takes a lot of attention to detail. But you gotta get real comfortable with your clippers. 
right? Got to get real comfortable with your Clippers. You can't you can't be shy about it. And obviously, it's you know it 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 um it can be a daunting task because you don't want to like mess up and then have to shave your whole head off. But um, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's really not as scary as as one might 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 uh, might think it is. That's cool, man. Yeah. Just trying to you know keep busy and trying to like you know try new things and try new experiments and all that all that good stuff. So, do you have any any goals, short term, long term goals, fitness related or otherwise? Yeah, that's that's a, that's definitely something that that I wanted to talk about. Cause it's like I'm not the type of person that like has. It's like kind of. It's kind of annoy. It's kind of annoying for me to say this because, like, I don't necessarily have like short term or long term goals. I kind of just, you know, take it, take things day by day, and then and then try to get try to see results, um, and try not to spend too much time paying attention to those things. I'm just trying to stick to a routine, trying to live somewhat of a healthy healthy lifestyle, and seeing where that where that takes me. Um, in terms of like short-term goals, I don't I don't really necessarily like have too many. I have some short-term goals work-related. Um, I mean, I'm about I, I'm about to hit you know 10 years at, at work mm-hmm. um, next year, which for me personally, that like I have I have like a a lot of that's a goal of mine. I have a bit of of pride mm-hmm. tied along to that. Um, and then long-term goals, it's kind of just you know. I've, I, yeah, I guess I forgot to mention this too, but like after those 10 years that, you know, that I'll be at work, I'm trying to like be my own boss in a sense. So I've had conversations with, you know, anytime fitness in terms of franchising um, and kind of getting the ball rolling in terms of if that would be a, a lucrative um, business for me and, and uh, something that I would actually want to do. So in terms of goals, that would probably be more of a long-term goal. Um, but there's a lot of different avenues to take there because it doesn't have to, you don't have to necessarily be it. I would like it for it to be a fitness franchise um, because I like fitness, you know, in my in, in my own version of that, which is kind of very much different than yours. But um, it's just a conversation that that that, I, that I'm going to be trying to explore, um, you know, as I get that short term goal accomplished um, next February. Ten years. Yeah, it's a long time. It's it sounds like a long time, but it really it, it hasn't felt like a long time. There's a lot of things that have happened in, in that mm-hmm. time, but at the same time, in my mind, it feels like it wasn't that long of a time. Yeah. Um, maybe because I was in my twenties and it it was, it was just like a fast time. Right. Um, but it 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 flew by for sure, obviously. Um. But still, yeah, I mean, it's 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 exciting stuff. Yeah, that's a big milestone. That's something to, something to celebrate, for sure. There's like definitely some uh, uh, like honor in the longevity, you know, like having having s- stuck it out for for ten years and made your mark and you know became successful there. It's like it's a lot. It's a lot to celebrate. It's a big achievement. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, like a, some honor tied to it, but I also feel like there's some like respect tied to it yeah. too, which is, which is which I think is more important. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. And then the fact that you're considering the um, the franchising opportunities is exciting, and also just a sign of 
it's like indicative of the accomplishments that you've that you've made and the achievements that you've you know made personally professionally like having that be an option is uh just a another you know another cool thing another thing to be proud of yeah well yeah i appreciate it yeah i don't necessarily think of it that way but yeah i guess you can't i guess you know you put into perspective a little bit yeah it, it is it does it it does have some type of you know indication of the, the choices that right, i made right right which is, yeah which i mean you know at the end of the day you know our um our, our fitness goals might be different but i think what what's similar is it's kind of a universal concept like we're all just trying to be happy you know and like we're all just trying to do what makes us happy and we're all just trying to live our life the best that that we can and find perspective where we can and take inspiration and motivation from you know where we can and make the best choices that we can to you know move ourselves forward and and live a good life i've been thinking a lot about that kind of stuff lately and pulling pulling pieces of knowledge from different areas different podcasts different you know hearing different people talk about different things and i feel like the theme that i've found recently has just been like along the lines of life is too short to not do what you know do what you like and do what makes you happy and that doesn't mean that you know you forget all your responsibilities and become you know an unproductive member of society but it just means in those moments where you have the opportunity to have a choice choose you know choose the the good if you have an opportunity to say to yourself i can either be miserable right now i could be unhappy i could be mad at people or mad at the world or mad at circumstances or you could just be like see the positives that you do have and, and make a choice to be happy like it makes makes life you know a lot better um doing things that way so just a little bit yeah little i would definitely agree there, what, what do you what is what has made you what has made you happy or what do you do that makes you happy i mean i'm pouring my entire self into bodybuilding it's um when it comes to bodybuilding there's no there's no two ways about it there's what i do there's what i eat there's what i uh how i train how i rest everything is i'm 100 percent in there i haven't deviated i haven't cheat meals don't exist i haven't broken my diet since before the last time that we uh that we did our, our podcast 10 months ago and that doesn't mean that i'm only eating uh following a specific meal plan that says chicken and rice and broccoli every three hours you know for every single day i'm following more of a, a macros based plan that kind of has calories as king like making sure that i have a protein number and making sure i get the right amount of protein feedings in every day and then a calorie number of like i i want to be at around the same amount of calories every every day and i average every week but within there if there's a special occasion or something i'm fitting things in so i've had pizza i've had ice cream i've had cheesecake 
not often, but when I do, it just fits into my into my plan. So I'm still living. I'm still, you know, social life. I don't know. Not not so much social life, but that's personal choice. I don't even think I'd want a social life if like I wasn't doing this. But um, more of a you know more of a homebody. But like um, that makes me happy. Like following this plan and seeing the progress and seeing the trends and then making changes and and sticking to it. Um, it makes me happy. And I, I thought because, you know, listening back to what we were talking about 10 months ago before I really started, um, seeing progress in the bodybuilding and and in my physique changing and body composition changing, I thought that I would be more externally motivated by the progress that I'm seeing in the mirror, more externally motivated by the, like, wow, like I look good. Like, wow, I'm seeing changes. Like, wow, there's something that I haven't, I haven't seen before, or this is a shape, you know, that I've never been in before. And it is great to see that, but I'm more motivated by the, the adherence and the process and the tomorrow's going to be just as good of a day as today was. So it's kind of like this one day at a time. But then if I look at the the sheets that I'm using to track, one day at a time leads to 10 months of progress and 10 months of progress pictures and everything. And um, it's less about, it's like, it's almost like a given. It's like, I know my body's going to change. I know my physique's going to change. It's not like, it's not a mystery. It's just tomorrow Mm -hmm. needs to be just as good as today was. And the day after that needs to, be the same and things will change if you you know if you put the if you put the work in and mm-hmm. I'm, what, what makes me happy I think is knowing that I have a plan knowing that like tonight I have one more meal and it's going to make me really happy and I'm going to go to bed and then tomorrow it's going to be you know a similar similar thing and then fitting in mm-hmm. my my the rest of my life around that is the you know, the, the rest of the story is making sure that I'm still a good husband and a good father and, you know, good, um, employee to the extent that I can be. Um, but like bodybuilding is everything right now. Like it's not, there's, there's no, um, there's no gray area with me. It's I'm all in 100% in. Yeah. I think that's like important when like, like people are like, you know, people are so focused on work and things like that. But like once you have the mentality that like you're doing what you want to do and what you love to do is the priority. And then everything around everything else around that is like like you'll 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 take care of those things. And like you'll take that, those responses. You'll, you'll, you'll make sure that those things are taken care of. But as long as you're prioritizing what you love and I think that's that's what's the what, what's what's great about it is like once you figure out like something that you love doing and that becomes your priority and you're able to fit everything else around that you need to fit like into your mm-hmm. life. I think it's like it, I think that's like I think it just comes with like getting older and having just like life experience. Yeah. But, you know, early on, like some people are like, you know, work is a priority. Like I have to make sure like er, like work is 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 like is my priority but once you're able to like master work 
in a sense where you like you can make your priorities a priority i think then that's when you start to you know enjoy and value life a little better and ha- are able to like have short and long-term goals and are able to um you know live the life that you want to live it takes it takes a long time to get there it takes it takes some work i think to like be able to be able to do that to be able to see it that way i think sometimes you you know you could kind of fall into it and just like you know wake up and be like be there like be somewhere or it's like you kind of do it the hard way and and figure out that like you have to make a change in order for you to like make progress in your life yeah yeah and that's the tough part too it's like it's like i mean there's a lot of trial and error right um and then you have to actually like make the change because no one's going to do it for you Um, let me me ask you a question along along those lines like do you think that trial and error is necessary to like lead a, a fulfilling life or do you think it's possible to lead a fulfilling life and like never had to never have to course correct like you just <laughs> did the right thing the entire time without like any backtracks or or, do, or is there some value in like having the trial and error even if it is difficult at the time i think when it comes to finding what you love to do i think there there usually comes a lot mm-hmm. like a lot of trial and error because i mean maybe you're lucky maybe people are lucky and they just like you know are, are born and you know they're you know justin bieber and they you know get found on youtube and his passion is singing and dancing or whatever you know and he has a great voice but like i think most people have to experience a lot of different things to find what they truly enjoy doing you know like i I didn't yeah for example um you know um you know i played soccer when i was younger and I liked it. It was fun. Um, but as I got older, you know, certain things happened in my life where like, um, I had, it wasn't necessarily like a passion of mine. Like I was, I didn't love it so much that on the other hand, like, you know, right now, for example, like I, I'm very passionate about like cutting, cutting hair and like cutting my friend's hair and like cutting my own hair, you know? So, like, and I think about it a lot and I like invest a lot of time, like, like looking up videos on how to do it better and, and other people's ways of doing it and things like that. So that's what I mean by like trial and error in terms of finding, finding what you, what you enjoy and what you love to do, making that a priority and then everything else or making a couple of things your priority and then everything else is second, secondary. So do I think it's necessary that, that it's like trial and error based? No. Do I think it's it, it it's probably the majority of, of what people experience? Probably, I'd probably say yes. At least, and I only speak for myself when I say, when I say that like it, that's what it's taking for me right. personally. Right. So yeah, what do you? So what would have happened? Like, has the haircutting been something that you've always liked even if you didn't know how much you liked it or is it like you just found it and you were like wait a minute i actually i think this is awesome 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a it's a good question. So like, yeah, I mean, I kind of found it in a sense because I remember. I mean, I won't bore you with this this like boring story, but like when I was in college, like my buddies and I, my college buddies and I would cut each other's hair. But at the time, I wasn't necessarily like, I'm gonna give my buddies shape ups like every two yeah. weeks. If if it was the me now, then it would be, like I would lean hard into that. I would be giving like free haircuts like to the whole freaking dorm like the, everybody in the dorms uh, all the dudes in the dorms yeah. you know like i'd be like yo like i'll give you a free shape up if you if you if you want like i'm getting pretty nice like here's here like you can see in my fade or you can see you know all these people on instagram whatever the case may be um and i would lean very hard into that passion um at the time when i was in college like it was a very different i was very passionate about like other things um but i was also very young right like i, I didn't necessarily like um, think to myself like, wow, I can do this in like, and I want to do this for the next 25 years, yeah. you know, or whatever the case may be 20 years or 15 years, whatever. So, so yeah, I mean, it's it, but and I, I don't really know. I can't explain like psychologically why it's become like a thing now, but I'm, I've become in a sense like obsessed with it. Yeah. Especially in the last, I would say like the last three months. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, but it's taken like a lot of, I guess you can say over the years, like a lot of trial and error to find like this passion of mine. And hey, maybe it might change tomorrow where I'm like, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to get my hair cut at like, you know, a barber, right. you know, down the street. But, but yeah, that's, it's kind of just happened. I, I honestly can't, basically it's kind of, it, this is what I, this is what, if you're looking back at it now, I basically was, it went for in stages. So like. Let's say, I forget what it was. I, I probably started like back when I was it, it, back last year um, where I would just, I had like a detailer trimmer and I was basically doing like two sizes on like the sides of my head and letting the top grow out. And as I was, as the as the months went on, I would buy like, better trimmers like i'd buy like an adjustable trimmer with like multiple different um um uh, lengths of of clips and you know after i would buy that i would buy like you know like a like a fade brush and then after that i would i'm buying like um clipper spray which is like a disinfectant and like a lubricant and i'm watching like multiple hours of videos um by this this youtuber named fade culture who has like very very simple and good um uh, tutorial videos on how to fade hair for different types of fades like skin fade mid fade like high fade um undercut fade like all these different fades and so it's it's it all starts from like like i guess with everything right it kind of starts from like um you know being like a beginner right and being an amateur and then just slowly immersing yourself in in um in the passion and then getting better from that point and practicing you know i'm sure i'm sure that you, the same could be said for for the way that you've you know done your bodybuilding career for the past you know 10 years yeah yeah so yeah that's basically you know that's basically the story of like you know 
one of many one one of many passions I would say I have. And obviously they have different varying um, levels of passion, but um, that's just what's going on right now in terms of uh, in terms of in terms of that specifically. Like I've even considered like getting my my barbering license in Connecticut. Yeah. Know? But I'm trying to like kind of pump the brakes a little bit because like I, I just know me and like I get a little too impatient and crazy yeah. with, with yeah. these types of things. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to like maybe think of it maybe as like a side hustle, but um, you know. Yeah. But it's something that you're um, yeah. you know you're passionate about right now. It's something that you really enjoy learning about and and honing the skill and. Um, like a, I mean, it's a it's a hobby that you're putting a lot of effort into, right now. Yeah, I would say so, and it's nice because like, I guess the the mentality, like I I like I I've always liked to work with my hands and like sculpture, right. and like I I I relate it to sculpture, and I take pride in like <laughs> the art of that sculpturing. You know what I'm saying? Like I the sculpturing of like c- cutting hair, yeah. the art of cutting yeah. hair. Um, and like the feeling that I get, like when I cut my own hair and like give myself like a nice fade or some, when I, when I cut my, one of my friend's hair, it's like the feeling I get, it's like, it, it's a good feeling to me, but like the feeling I get a good feeling when I, I give that other person, yeah. um, that like clean, fresh feeling. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're a producer, you're a creator, I think, you know, I think like, at your core I think you create things I think you see things and then you create them so I think that makes sense the the concept behind the haircutting and the um, learning how to do fades and stuff is like you're working with your hands you're taking something like a sculpture like clay you're making it into you have a vision for it and then you make it happen physically you know I think you've done the same thing with axes right yeah, I would say so. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely there's definitely like a producing and creating um, aspect to it. Um, but yeah, I guess it all kind of you know pertains to and relates to like just creating and uh, working with hands yeah. and and just and just having like yeah like a like a producer like mentality yeah. in terms of creation. I think you have a skill for it. I think you have a like a. Um, a natural like uh, proclivity or, or you know um, ability to do well working with your hands. I know a lot of it's oh, practice. That. Thanks. A lot of it's practice for yeah, sure. It's practice. But like I think you know naturally, um, I think there's there's something that you just either have it or you don't have it. it doesn't mean that practice isn't mm-hmm. going to make it better. It just means that there's this like this natural element that that aligns with with you and the way that your brain works mm. and the way that your brain works with your hands and that kind of thing yeah well, I appreciate yeah. that well let me ask you this the first the first thing I think of is like I think of like my parents and like their like fields that they're mm-hmm. in like I like my father was a carpenter my mother's a, a scenic artist so do you think that it's like yeah. like I have that because of them and it, and if you and if and if yes, like what do you ha- think you have from like in, in, like pr- pertaining to that? 
um, from your parents? I mean, if you just look at top level Olympic athletes, their parents are usually top level Olympic athletes or, or at least athletes to some degree. Um, that is very common for Olympic level athletes to have mm-hmm. come from uh, an athletic background. Now, is that because the the genetic makeup was uh, passed down and and like um, it's it's hereditary in their nature, or is it because a family of Olympic athletes eats, sleeps, and breathes sports, and so the kid is going to grow up in that environment where they're going to eat, sleep, and breathe mm-hmm. sports? Or do do you take a you know a kid from Olympic uh, athletic parents move them to a completely different environment where they're not surrounded by sports. Are they still going to be as good as, as that? I think there's like a nature versus nurture, but I, I think that there is either way you're surrounded by it. It's either, it's probably a combination of in your genetics. You, you came from parents that work with their hands and are talented at, at that. And so you get whatever the genetic, you know, profile is with that, but then also being surrounded by it and seeing it a lot and being involved in some way, like you, you pick up things and, you know, it becomes, it becomes a part of, of your experience as you, as you grow up as a kid and you just like see that and it becomes, it's natural because it's, as a kid, it's all you, you know, you only experience so much as a kid, only the stuff that you're around. So the stuff that you're around becomes natural to you to do. So if you're around painting and art, like that's going to make sense to you because you weren't around, you know, some, like some, something completely, completely different. Um, Mm -hmm. So you might gravitate towards that because it's something that you experienced when you were you know, when you were a kid, um, you know, that's my, that's my two cents about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, I think it's a little bit of both. The other thing with you though, I think, which is interesting is you also have a, a knack for, uh, like computer science. Did you grow up with computer science? Um, no. So, so where did that come I from? I guess the, the, so the story with that was like, I was, I mean, growing up, I was, like, very passionate about video games. Like, I loved video games. Like, when I was three years old, one of my earliest memories was I got a Nintendo, or excuse me, a Super Nintendo. And I was, like, literally, that's, like, my first memory. I was, like, three years old. It was Christmas. Got a Super Nintendo. And I was hooked from there on. Hooked until about, uh, gosh, when I was, like, 30. Like a very passionate about video games from like three to thirty, and all throughout, you know, elementary school and high school, I was like, I'm gonna go to college and I'm just gonna create video games. Like that's what I was gonna wow. do. And obviously, I was very like, you know, naive and very ignorant as to like how all that was gonna work out. But when I got to college, I was like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm going to um, be a computer science major. Because that's what's going to get me to like this goal of like making video games. And so I had computers when I was, you know, younger and like before high school. 
or excuse me, before college. Um, and I would take like very basic, like, you know, HTML classes. But then when I got to college, it was very programming heavy. And what I noticed was all of the kids, and this is like kind of interesting that this is like the trend of well, this conversation that I guess it's like kind of naturally happening, but like the, the trend that, or excuse me, the, um, what I experienced in college was I was not passionate about programming and because, and, and, and I would say that because like I was never really immersed in it and I never took it up as a hobby. Mm. So when I got to college, I was surrounded by all these kids that, I mean, granted, like I didn't know, I don't know this for a fact, but it seemed like they either took up programming as a hobby and were very good at it and were ahead of like everybody in the class, including me, or they were just really smart and really, really, um, uh, um, gifted. Like, uh, gifted in terms of being able to conceptualize programming mm. languages, which is literally a different language. It's like learning Spanish right. and then applying it to like, you know, a um, uh, like to, to create something, right. not just sentences or, you know. So that's what I learned, you know, kind of, the, I guess you could say the hard way in college was like I was not doing well. And it was something that even even taking the classes, I was not excited about. Mm. Um, so this, you know, concept of me wanting to, you know, become, uh, like create, to create video games was like not necessarily attainable in the, in the way, in the avenue that I was going. I could have done it in many different ways. Like I could have, um, you know, uh, leaned more into digital art or marketing or something like along those other, you know, those lines that, you know, take to, you know, run a company and things like that. But at the time, I was just focused on this is the what's going to get me there, and I'm I'm just an idiot. <laughs> so, so basically, um, that's you know kind of what led to my computer savvy. But just it, it, but but basically, it wasn't in regards to programming languages. It was about being kind of curious right. in terms of like building and going back to like you know working with my hands and whatnot. But building computers was something that I was better at. And, um, uh, and, you know, kind of yeah, fixing computers yeah. was something, fixing computers is what I was better at and just navigating computers is what I was better at. So that's kind of where all that came from. Um, and then just applying like a problem solving mentality to it in terms of, um, learning about computers, so, but programming, programming was definitely something that I, I realized uh, quickly that I was not good at and that I was not passionate about in any way. So almost like the physical side, the actual physical manipulation using your hands um, speaks to you more than the the language side of of things. Yeah, you can. I guess you could say the hardware is is what I'm more interested in than the software, yeah. <laughs> in a sense. And yes, the building and like deconstructing and constructing of the physical. Yeah over the uh, because it seems like since since then since college a lot of the passion projects that you've taken on have been physical you know physical manipulation sculpture and hair cutting and the axes and uh skiing like that's all like very physical by nature yeah and exercising and too. exercising sure yeah yeah i would definitely i would definitely agree with that for sure you know, if it was programming language, you'd probably be doing something with software. You'd probably be, you know, some do, doing something a little bit different. Um, yeah. But 
you just generally lean towards that and then back to the you know the the conversation about where you got it from like i think i think it makes sense i I really think there has to be something there has to be something genetic it can't be all nurture um i don't know the research i don't know what they say about you know they've done the uh, identical twin studies and things like that where they put them in different or they've gone to different environments and and everything and um i I don't remember what the research says i'm sure we could we could look it up but i feel like there's there's something to be said for inheriting uh a predisposition for a certain type of ability you know something something along those lines yeah but even if even if at the bare minimum it's being familiar with an environment i think that might be my story a little bit more um is my dad's a chef and i have a lot of memories as a kid like a very young kid um like going to the hotels that he worked in and seeing the people that he worked with and being in a large you know uh, professional kitchen environment and just seeing that and my uh, one of my first jobs I think it was the summer not one of my first jobs that my first job was at stop and shop which I guess is you know grocery store but like but <laughs> when I the first summer after uh, freshman year of college I worked at a restaurant and it came naturally to me to work in the kitchen and I remember going to apply for the job and they were hiring for both wait staff and kitchen and he was like do you want to work in the kitchen or do you want to be a waiter and I was like let's see how I do in the in the kitchen and mm-hmm. all the wait staff were all like kids you know in college like trying to make you know a couple bucks everyone in the kitchen was like lifetime kitchen people like these are people that worked in yeah. multiple restaurants you know like they were all older they weren't college kids just trying to make a couple dollars during the summer like that's what the front of the house was doing and so i was in the back of the house but i was way more comfortable back there like talking to the guys that work in restaurants and like is that because i inherited like uh kitchen genes from my dad (laughs) or is it because i spent time in professional kitchens as a kid you know so it's just something well i would say it's probably both that's what i'm thinking is that maybe it's 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 partially you know partially both now my dad he didn't well you know his my grandfather my dad's dad did work in a kitchen so like mm-hmm. i don't know you know something something to be said there i'm sure people break the yeah, mold and then you went to the and then you went to you went to the city and you were in yeah helped open up a restaurant in in brooklyn for a short yeah. uh chaotic period of my life but and why and why did you do that because it was comfortable for like, i think maybe honestly yeah i mean things didn't work out at the job that i um 
that I had, like the, the actual real full-time job that I had when I was living in the city. And my first inclination was, you're going to go work in a restaurant. And I already had a four-year you know, degree, bachelor's degree, never went to culinary school. But like I had experience. I worked in another kitchen after the, the first one. Um, the year after that, I worked at a sandwich soup shop and I did a lot of work in the kitchen there. Um, so it was just like, I know that if you put me in a kitchen, I'll figure it out. I might not be able to like create these like French inspired like dishes with like this perfect technique, but I can work quickly. I can work like, you know, hard, like do the hard work and like prep things and um, plate things and, and look at a million tickets and get them all out. Like I can do that. And um, it was just that that made more that made more sense to me that didn't end up working out and I, I haven't done anything um, in the culinary industry since then but if I had to today I could and I always think about that I'm like worse comes to worse like I could I could do that <laughs> you know like I, I have that in me to do that and I, I think it has to come from somewhere yeah well you're also not passionate about like right right now like, i guess i won't speak for you but like like would you say that you're not necessarily passionate right now about like going back to a kitchen and cooking no i'm passionate about not going back to a kitchen and cooking <laughs> right <laughs> right that's just not the life that i want it's kind of like i yeah and yeah. at the same time I, like we keep talking about this but it seems like again it's like a bit of a a bit of trial and error right like you did it and like and you had like this comfort this comfort to to be able to do it yeah but like it wasn't something that you were passionate about like you could do it if you wanted to but like are you going to go back to it no because you're not passionate about it right and but you know that took like that took like learning other things and like experiencing other hobbies and activities to like make you realize that like i mean this is not i mean i like to cook you know i still like to cook a lot um but professionally that's not what I what I want for myself professionally now I haven't found something that's profoundly like speaks to me as a person professionally like I've done you know I've hit 10 years at this company I'm at six and a half I think January will be seven um and I'm still figuring out my my path you know, I'm still figuring out what I what I'm gonna do uh, long term. You know, maybe five year plan or, or whatever you want to call it. Professionally, I haven't found that, and I, I don't think you need to mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, I, I'm interested in what you have to um, say about it too. Is I don't think you necessarily need to. I'm still working this out. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know what I where I really stand on it. And maybe I'm just saying this to make myself feel better. But I don't think you need to professionally live your passions. Like if my passion is bodybuilding, that doesn't mean the only way I'm going to be happy in my life is if my income comes from bodybuilding. Like I can have a job and then also do bodybuilding on the side and that's going to make me really happy and I'm almost going to have my family and like all that. But like, do you need to live your passion professionally 
or can you be happy with just a job you know you're good at it you're kind of learning things or whatever but it's not your you don't jump out of bed because like your job you jump out of bed because you have a you know a thing to do that you have to do well and you do well and that'll provide you means that you can you know continue your hobbies and continue your passions and live a life that you want to live but the job itself doesn't doesn't get you going it's everything else in your life that gets you going i don't know what do you think about that yeah no i mean we're gonna we're basically gonna say the same exact thing but like what i was mentioning earlier because i agree with you what i was mentioning what what my mentality right now is like all my passion all my all the things that i want to do are a priority and all the things that i Mm. that i need to do are not are, are that are not my priority are are secondary so like i'll just walk you through like a quick day like i get up in the morning my priority is to drink coffee first but my prior my priority is to do yoga at eight o'clock and that's that is what i i prioritize and then in between that to fill the time i work but is it my passion to work no is it do i do i enjoy what i do yeah sometimes but is it is do i necessarily is it a priority to me no and I hope no one at work hears that. But, um, but the, and then the, then then the next thing that is my priority is my twelve o'clock workout. That that's a priority in eating, and 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 then after the workout, taking creatine and protein, and then in between that time is work again, and then the priority in, in what I what I think about mentally is working out again at at five o'clock. Like that that is my priority. Those are my priorities. So do I think that those priorities need to be work related? No, I, I don't think that at all. Um, and that's something that I've that I've kind of shifted my mentality as of like beginning of this year, is is prioritizing what I want to do, and um, everything else comes secondary to that. Still, still important, but not necessarily the the top priority in your mind yeah. in your mental space yeah yeah exactly and do, do those things need to be work to make me happy no they don't like it, it would be i guess it would be kind of i guess i don't even know i, I couldn't tell you if like if me cutting hair full time would make me happy right, yeah i i don't know i don't know if it would i would have to you know kind of think about that more after like i couldn't live without it you know what i'm yeah. saying and then and then maybe I would and then maybe I would, you know, shift my focus <clears throat> and shift my mentality. But as of right now, that's a it's a passion and and it is something that I will continue to do until it's not fun anymore. But I don't need to get paid for it. You know, right. Um, same thing with working out like I don't need to get paid to, to you know, exercise that passion. Um but that's just the mentality that I've like kind of adapted my own right. my own self to, which is which is is you know they will be priorities to me like in those those will be what what my primary focus is and my primary discipline will be in, but um, I don't need to like make it you know a career as of right now as of right now, and I think that in there I think baked into that is. Um, the the job is it there's a threshold i think that 
it it stops being worth it if if you're um, uh, not happiness, but like kind of, I guess we could use the word happiness. Like it stops being worth it if your average happiness level drops below a certain threshold, and like work mm-hmm. becomes unbearable to the point where it's like this doesn't outweigh anything else and i've been close to that point at certain times where it's like this isn't sustainable and like one it's not my passion but two it's it's hitting a threshold of like i'm having more bad days than good days and like when mm. that happens, I think you have to reevaluate something. There's no reason to be unhappy. Yeah. I guess then is you, what I'm then saying. you should make a change. There's no yeah. reason to yeah. to stay in something if you're like completely unhappy with it. But right. like that doesn't mean that you have to. It has to be your passion that you do. You have to have this level of like more good days than bad, but not 100 percent mm. of the time everything is like you're just ecstatic about it. Um, yeah. That would be nice, but like. I think it's you gotta you gotta just you know continue to monitor it. I think I think that's something I've learned is just yeah. keep a keep tabs on yourself and how you're feeling. Yeah, I think you also have to be like very adaptable. Yes. Um, in and you have to also like like it's tough because like if you're if you're in a situation where where, where your work environment like you have to be on all day mm-hmm. and you have like no freedom then that's something that would that would be like a breaking point for me like i need a little flex i need like flexibility throughout my day so if i need to be like on all day like tracked all day then i would need to seriously adjust you know my my quote-unquote work you know right. but i right now i've set myself up to where i get the job done and i but which allows me to to prioritize other things that I want to prioritize. Um, and I think it's taken like a lot of adapting mm-hmm. in, the, in the sense that like, I basically want to have like financial freedom too, right? So like, I want to make money, but I also want that money to work for me, you know, when I'm when I'm not working, right. you know, I just want it to grow, I want that capital to grow. So like, so that honestly, so I, so that I'm getting closer and closer to financial freedom, where I where I might not have to work, and that I can just pursue my passions like full time, and not even have to like worry about getting paid for them. You know what I'm saying? Right. So like, that isn't in the sense like the long term goal, you know. But it's gonna take very short. It's you know take a lot of short term goals to get there, and right now the short term goal is. Like I said, I keep saying it, but like it's it's to prioritize what I want to prioritize, and then everything else coming secondary to that. Right. Yeah. It's very interesting. Yeah. It'll be it'll be interesting to um, catch up again uh, ten months from now when we do our next podcast episode <laughs> and see where we are. <laughs> yeah, I have a full head of gray hair. Yeah, but you'll be cutting it your own like a pro. You'll be cutting your own gray hair. I'll be like, like I, I'll be cutting my own gray hair, and my elbows won't be able to touch in front of me anymore because my, my pecs will be so huge. That's the goal. And my biceps will just be so massive. I won't. My my elbows won't be able to touch. Can your elbows touch? They probably could. Um, but they're probably, no. You know what? Probably tough. I they don't touch, but it's because my forearms are in the way. Yeah. See, you're freak, You probably are huge right now, because your elbows can't touch. 
yeah can you touch like the can you touch like the small of your like can you touch like your back probably not yeah i can touch my back because your traps are so huge nah, i can touch my back wait over the top can you touch your hands behind your over back can you touch hold on are we talking about right, i'm gonna put my right hand am i putting my right hand over my traps or under my traps Whichever feels comfortable. Probably whatever hand you write with is probably going to go under your back, like around your back. Yeah. And then, and then your other hand is going to go over your head. Nah, dude. They're like a foot apart or more. <laughs> you can't do yeah, that. What's in the way? Uh, it's probably my, like, it's probably. It might be your shoulder mobility, but it's probably your huge traps and your, 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 uh, your lats. I was just going to say, I think my lats in are in the way. way. Yeah. And they're only getting bigger. Yeah. They're only getting bigger. You're not gonna be able to you're not gonna be able to put your hand behind your back. That's the goal, dude. That's that's when you know that I've made it. It's when I can't I can't reach around my own back. Um before we go, did you end up watching the whole movie, The Lighthouse? Or did you shut it off? I did, yes. What did you I watched the whole thing? What did you think? If we do like a real quick uh movie review on, on this movie. Well, it, you know, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It was kind of hard for me to be completely engaged in it because I felt the need to turn away. Like, wow. it was, like, hard for me to watch it. Like, I felt like I was, like, I can't really watch this because it is so confusing and so, like, um, like abstract that, like, I can't physically focus. Wow. But after giving it, like, a little bit of thought right now, I think it was so uncomfortable to watch yeah, uncomfortable. because so uncomfortable to watch because like these two men well because and like i said it was based very loosely off a a situation that did happen at like an i like a very remote lighthouse island with these two guys but i think what the the director and and writer was really trying to capture was like this isol like isolation will like drive you mad the isolation will drive you absolutely mad and i i think i i personally liked um robert pattinson's character a little Mm. more because um well i like their uh, you know i won't say that i like their interaction because it was very confusing because you know willem dafoe was was basically like saying to robert pattinson like you're my like like you're my son you're my you know my boy and robert pattinson was like initially he was like convinced that like that was his father you know, or they made you think that like it was his father, but then it wasn't his father. Like these were just two guys that were like tasked with tending to the lighthouse and they, the isolation while they were together drove them crazy in a sense, drove them mad. Yeah. I was, so I think, I think it was just in general, just mainly about isolation Yeah, and like what that does to a to a man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I was very confused by the end of who was even who and who had actually gone crazy. And I, it, it started to change back and forth really quickly towards the end where I, I was like, okay, clearly Robert Pattinson has gone crazy. But then Willem Dafoe was like, why did you just bust up the only like like boat that's gonna get us out of here but the visuals showed willem dafoe busting up the boat so like i just was like who's actually gone crazy here and who's yeah who's like 
has Willem Dafoe done this before? Has he actually tended to this lighthouse before? And like, if he has, like, did he go crazy last time? Like, is he, is he going crazy this time? Or is this all like a figment of Robert Pattinson's imagination? It's tough. Yeah. Cause it, it could be easily, um, like it, it can be easily depicted either mm, way. Right? right. Like you would assume, you would assume Willem Dafoe has done this many times right. because he's like very confident and he's like very confident in his, in his approach. Right. Like he's making the food. He's like writing the book. He's like, he's like giving orders, like paint the side of here. Yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. He's like, Oh, the seagulls are right. this. Clearly knows like, what he's doing. Yeah. And, yeah. And then Robert Pattinson is like, initially, initially he seems like he's, a young he's just a young inexperienced yeah, he's like man. by the book like i want to do the right thing yeah yeah he's he's taking the orders right. you know right. he's doing what what you know will the is is telling him to do but it's like slowly slipping him into insanity because he's alone and isolated you know with this guy that's kind of like confusing him in a sense i would say yeah and then I don't know. Very confusing, but it can be, can be interpreted in many different yeah, ways. Yeah, yeah, definitely, a, definitely a wild one. Definitely, kind of, kind of crazy. Um, and then just the and I haven't looked up like synopsis, synopses, or like um, theories, or like anything. Mm-hmm. I, I think I should. I think I should dig a little bit into that and just see like maybe what the director was going for, and like maybe read a little bit more about the real um, story. But that that scene, that final kind of scene where he gets up into the lighthouse and he looks at, at the light oh, like yeah. man and what they do with the sound at that point like and the lighting the too. sound and the lighting together like, i was like this is i've never seen anything yeah. like this before in a movie yeah like that was yeah it's interesting yeah you might i mean i think i mean i probably won't look up like theories or you know uh you know myths yeah. or whatever but in another movie because because i just like having a conversation about yeah, it like yeah. like different points of view of it another movie you might like i don't know if you've seen this yet but it's called mother um it's very similar to to the lighthouse in the fact that it's like pretty abstract and i'd be interested to what uh, if you check that out it's pretty good very kind of crazy i would say it's crazier crazier than the lighthouse um but i'd be really interested to hear it what your take on that movie is um because it's it's very up for um up for debate yeah. in terms of in terms of like the, the other people's depictions and whatnot yeah yeah so i definitely definitely check that out if, if you have if you have some time um mother i'll see if it's on any of my uh yeah my streaming platforms yeah because i have i have i had my opinions of it after and i think i was like kind of off based on like what other what other like i guess the director was going for but it was just my interpretation of it but it was very very similar in terms of that it can be easily up for interpretation yeah kind of the, the audience kind of draws their own uh yeah their own conclusions and has their own interpretations yeah. on it yeah but yeah if you if you like the lighthouse it, it would that, that would definitely be something that i would i would consider similar to All that right. that sounds good so little movie review there for the people little movie there for all those for all the people in spain that are gonna you know all, all our fans in spain the, all those people that that uh that listen what are we gonna get 500 they they must know english we're gonna get 500 listens to this episode i mean we're gonna get 500 listens yeah maybe a clickbaity title we're gonna get we're gonna get we're gonna get you know we're gonna be reading ads for c4 um pre-workout at the beginning so yeah our sponsors coming up soon Yeah, I don't know if we. I don't know if you condone C four in your in your pre work. I don't even do you take pre workout. Um, 
not not often. Sometimes if I if I need yeah. a kick, like if I'm feeling kind of lazy, I'll um, yeah, I'll do a pre. I hate my pre workout right now. We're definitely not getting sponsored by this company. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dry scooping it's the, the pre workout. It doesn't mix. It it is chalky and it doesn't dissolve in water. So and it leaves this really bitter, nasty aftertaste. I've had it's the without a doubt worst pre workout I've ever. So had in my life. you're gonna to need to put it in capsules and, and swallow. You know what? That's a really good idea. I'm gonna get a capsule machine and I'm gonna start just swallowing. <laughs> a capsule machine. That would make. Yeah, you I, have to do I that. would actually do that because this is um, this is disgusting. There's such good pre workouts out there, and this is not one of them. <laughs> That's not the one. This isn't the one. No. All right, man. Well, that was great. Freaking freaking episode fucking week forty. Yeah, episode seven in the book forty. <laughs> alright dude Bros and Arms podcast week 40 I love you and we'll see you All next right, time love you signing out you son of a bitch